Welcome to Pullin' Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas GCSA. We'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of those of the people on the podcast and do not reflect the views of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association or any of its sponsors. All right, back here in the volunteer tent. Stinning out a little bit in here, fellas. Yeah, middle of the day. But we, uh, we got Colin Rosenbaum. Quail Hollow Club. That What's your title here? Do you have one? I'm a, turf, I'm a turf graduate. Turf graduate. Agronomy intern, yes, yep. sir. Agronomy intern. And we have Scott Hebert. Yep. Coming and from Scottsdale, Arizona. From Scottsdale, Arizona. Kind of fill us in real quick on, on your new thing, Scott. Yeah, so I was uh, super out at TPC Scottsdale for the last few years now. I was there at the property for about four. Um, recently left and joined a brand called Grass Clippings. And basically what our brand is... Uh, clothing company and golf culture um, outside of Scottsdale area and we've recently purchased a short course in the city of Tempe to convert it into par 3 night golf so fully lit high end food and beverage lighted track uh, track man driving range and big event lawn so we're kind of going throughout the country over the next couple of years and developing these types of properties and trying to take a bite out of Top Golf's market share. There you go. There you go. That's pretty exciting stuff, man. Yeah. What, what made you make the jump from the turf grass management side into, you know, being a managing partner or, or in, in the, you know, going to a different sector of the golf business? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've worked in professional golf for about a decade now, um, bouncing across the United States and back and forth. Um, but, I mean, I love the tournament grind. I've been a part of it for so long. And having the opportunity to kind of grow my own culture of greenskeepers and really do something to expand the game um, in an area that really, really does support golf with a, a pretty awesome group of guys. I mean, opportunity kind of speaks for itself in that regard. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. That's that's cool. I'm, when you were first talking about that, when I first met you, uh, you know, I was just kind of thinking that's, that's intriguing. That's exciting. And we need – different avenues for people to come to the game and that's really what this new venture is going to provide isn't it absolutely i mean you want to play golf in a condensed period of time without getting heckled by your old lady or go out you know and play golf at eight o'clock nine o'clock at night with a bunch of friends or you know have a social event about it i mean that's all it is right now right? it's just trying to find ways to continue this game and this culture in different uh, applications absolutely and High-end food and beverage. Helps. So, yeah. <laughs> For sure. We've had some of that here in the volunteer tent this week. It's been great. I mean, Keith always lines up. I mean, Colin can speak to it. He's been here longer than I have. Uh, yeah, man, top-notch food. Yeah. I've, I'm all in on that for sure. So, Colin, um, you recently graduated from Ori Georgetown Tech? Yeah, I'm a mole cricket baby. Yes, you are. Mole crickets. Yep, I'm all about getting the mole crickets on here. Yeah, so I graduated in – May of 2022, and then I made the jump back to Quell in, in June of 2022, getting ready for the President's Cup. You did your internship here as well? I did. I okay. did. And where did you work when you were down at the beach? I was at the Dunes Club okay. under Steve Hamilton. He's a good one. He's a great one. Yep. He's a former guest of Pulling Weeds. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so what uh, what made you decide to come back to Quail? Uh, just the atmosphere and the environment. Uh, tournament golf is, is something special and that's what I, I really wanted to be a part of right out of school and and uh, wanted to, to pursue that so that's that's why I made the jump back and I'm really glad I did. And what are you doing this week? This week I'm in charge of the back nine bunkers uh, here at Quell and 
It's been a process. We had that 2.7 inches of rain uh, during advance week, so we had to fix the washouts and get the depths all right. So that was a challenge. And then uh, pretty much this week it's just wax on, wax off, and getting them dialed in, getting the edges crispy and uh, the sand looking good and wetting them down at night and making it, making it look pretty out there. 2.7 inches of rain on these bunkers, that had to be catastrophic. It was uh, not good. Yeah, I've lived through that many a times in my career. And yeah. uh, that was one of the things as a superintendent that um, used to eat at me the most. You'd be at home at night and you get one of those gully washers coming mm. through and you just know what you're faced um, with for the next week. It's good for the grass. The grass loves it. Is. It, it, it is. <laughs> it is. Jumping. It was jumping. <laughs> so morale. Morale. <laughs> but we, we kept we kept a good attitude and we, we kept our heads our our heads up and yeah. and we knew what we were facing but um, we worked through it and we got it done and, and it's been a great week so far. Do you just put those back by hand, by yeah. shovels? I mean there's no yeah. bunker there, rakes in there, no pushing up no, or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're uh, we're taking shovels and, and we're scooping the sand out of the bottom and throwing it back on the top and then re smoothing it and re rolling it and all that good stuff and and Scott, you you don't really have to deal with that at TPC Scottsdale, do you? <laughs> uh, Every page, once in a while, I'd imagine, right? This winter was particularly wet. Um, felt like we were in Seattle from like November until middle of March, honestly. Um, but our heavy rains don't come until the summer when you start getting monsoon seasons. And when that happens, it's more so desert washouts. You really got to worry about peeling all the DG and material out of the grass and things of that nature. Yeah. Speaking so, of speaking of DG. Scott introduced me to that back in 2022 when I volunteered out there at the Waste Management. And I said, Scott, what's DG? He said, desert gravel, baby. Desert gravel, degrading granite, quarter minus, million names. Either way, you're shoveling it, making it look good. This it, it moves, doesn't it? It does. It's got a life of its own. So, Scott, are you from Arizona originally? No. Uh, I grew up in Baltimore, actually. Uh, I got my undergrad from Randolph-Macon in Virginia. And then went back to turf school at University of Maryland, Worked at Congressional, then moved out to Seattle, worked at Sahali Country Club, and then found my way to Quail Hollow after that. And now I'm in Arizona. So, yeah, like I said, I'm zigzagging around the country. For about All right, so you, you're you a former employee here. That's kind of your connection yep. here? Yep. So I was uh, the second iteration of the Quail Fellowship that they did. Um, it kind of got slowed up when COVID hit. I think Frankie, the assistant now, is the, the last guy to go through. But uh, awesome program that was designed to kind of grow the, the club industry and really show you all facets of what it takes to run a, a club of this kind of scale, from the food and beverage to the clubhouse management to the golf shop to the agronomy. So it was a one-year program into a deep dive of the, each different sector. Uh, a lot of traveling, a lot of networking, a lot of, a lot of trade shows. and Yeah, that was probably the best, uh, best year of my life. I was actually telling Colin I spent like two weeks down in Augusta, Georgia, Helping the first Augusta Women's Amateur and then going to work the Masters and Barton and Berkman's place. I mean, it was probably the best career opportunity I could have had. Man, that's a lot of working. It was, yeah, it was great. That, that's burning <laughs> to both ends yeah. right there, man. Yeah, you're getting, you're double dipping, getting paid by two clubs for two weeks, so it's not bad. Yeah, but I mean, bar, you know, working, you know, agronomy, but then bartending at the same time, that's not anybody can pull that off, Colin. Jack of all <laughs> trades. Yeah. Yeah, that's multifaceted for sure. It was a blast. I loved every minute of it. So you're on you're on roller duty this week. I am. For some reason, uh, you know, I think everyone else who's rolling's got about 50 pounds on me. So I'm surprised Keith had, Keith hadn't thrown a bag of fur in my lap yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you. Um, 
you have a lot of experience doing that, I'm assuming? Yeah, I feel like I was rolling when I was here all the time, whenever we yeah. have shotguns and events. Uh, it's just an easy way. I mean, I'm pretty agile. I'm pretty nimble. I, I duck underneath ropes pretty easily, whether I am supposed to or not. But uh, I usually kind of get around the course pretty quick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, you and I see each other out there a good bit because we're always waiting on you to finish before we can do our oh, thing. No one's waiting on me. I'm getting done. You I'm are. Done. You are. You're like a swing man out there. You're helping him finish, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, come on, yeah. man. I know. That was harsh. My bad. My bad. So, so Colin, um, do you do you look forward to this week? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Do yep. you um, do you look forward to the renovation that's forthcoming? Yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's ahead, but it's it's going to be great. It's yeah, gonna be a good great, experience for a you. A great learning opportunity, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was definitely a big jump from the President's Cup. And then transitioning back to cool season grass for the wells in seven months—that was that was a neat experience as well. But yeah, not any club could 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 pull that off, could they? No. Not many. No, not no. many. I mean, what was it before the PGA? Ninety days to get construction done. Keith did it in eighty-nine, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, he, he, he's a cranker, man. He gets it done. He does. He's but. a an icon here in the Carolinas and just in the national turf grass scene. We're Absolutely. lucky to have him. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome to work for him, and he builds a, a, a great culture for us to, to come in and get our work done. And he expects a lot out of us, but, you know, we put we put in the time and the effort and the work, and it, and it shows out there. It really does. And when it all comes together, it's, it's something special. Yes, no doubt. And it's been eye-opening for me to see how everything runs here. It's very cool. Um, never done this before i've never volunteered at a tournament oh really well i always wow. had to work for a living right. you know <laughs> this is work for me <laughs> i know this is I, work. it is for me now too so um always something i wanted to do but just couldn't ever justify the time to do it yeah but uh that was one of the things about this new gig that i was looking forward to is being able to do this this is awesome glad yeah. to have you out here this is really neat Glad yeah. that we can all come together and, and do this thing. It's really, really awesome. It is. Where where do you see where do you see yourself, Colin, in ten years from now? In ten years from now? Hopefully you'll be in the captain's chair by then, in the right? Captain's chair, yeah. Growing grass somewhere, absolutely. In yep. the Carolinas, hopefully. Yeah, I don't know which which avenue I'm gonna go down, but it's gonna be hopefully a really, really really good one. Yeah, well if you stay the course here, I think you'll uh you'll get there. Yeah, for you sure. Know, this place has a proven track record of of producing turf grass managers so mm -hmm. um i think you're in a great spot yeah it'll so, it'll be fun see how see how it shakes out you live here you live here in charlotte close by yeah or? i live close by yeah yeah we uh we live close by and uh we're not too far away to get our to get our stuff done yeah uh, but i'm originally from high point north carolina okay so about hour ish away and uh, up 85 and uh, grew up there, was born and raised in Archdale, North Carolina, and graduated high school and went to Belmont Abbey. Graduated there in 2018, and I was a four-year college baseball player there where I got my undergraduate in business management. And then uh, that summer I graduated college, I started mowing grass on the golf course and loved it. I said, this is really cool, man. Got another. That's <laughs> same path I took, man. That's There's crazy. a lot of us like that. Crazy. Yeah, it, it'll get you like that. And yeah. that's what's great about Ori Georgetown is a lot of um, turf grass managers have come through there as a second college. I know I did, you did. We've already had some other people on today. And uh, once it gets a hold of you, it's hard to let, it doesn't let yeah. go, does it? No, not at all. And uh, it was really neat to, uh, to go down there and, 
and get my schooling done and 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 see see the beach and live by the beach that was it was pretty awesome down there and uh, I, I missed that that part of 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 my life but uh it's uh it's it's a great place well you're gonna have to come back and see us oh absolutely um we're doing some good things we're trying to push things forward and if y'all see any uh people out there that want to go to turf school you need to send them our way oh 100 uh, percent. you oh, got to yeah. keep this farm team going you got to get yeah. down there well we're I'm hoping to develop a nice intern program here as things start to take off. Yeah, with your new venture? The night golf thing is, you know, very new to our industry, in the States at least, so I'm hoping to get an intern program dialed up and be able to interchange it with Keith a little bit and bring some of your students on board, you know, because expose them to that side of the industry because, I mean, when it boils down to it, I mean, this is, you know, taking care of guests, you know. That's what it is. We're in the entertainment industry. Yeah, it's hospitality Hospitality and recreation. Yeah, Yeah, and so, Scott, do you take cues from, from... Asia on on some of this stuff because I know night golf is really big there or where 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 some of your inspirations come from for this new venture so for our course specifically um, the group of guys that started grass clippings are all from the Arcadia area Paradise Valley Um, and there's a pretty cool par 3 course there uh, called Desert uh, I'm sorry Mountain Shadows and uh, that's a great little par 3 track and so that kind of gave them inspiration like okay like we can we can crank through rounds and play quickly and then you look overseas, you see these places in Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, that are all fully lit. And, you know, there's been some different iterations of it in the States. I think Myrtle Beach has a, has a we spot. Do. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's a place in, I think, Mexico has a couple of them now. So, I mean, it's, it's getting traction. Um, this project and venture has kind of been in the works for a couple of years now. Um, I've only recently signed on to it maybe two weeks ago, but uh, been kind of part of the planning process for about eight months. So it's nice to pull the trigger on it and get it rolling. But, I mean, these guys have great vision, and, uh, you know, they're just awesome human beings. So it's an exciting little chapter. Yeah, and it definitely taps into some of the things that make golf, like you said earlier, difficult for some people time, right? You don't have maybe, you know, a lot of times an 18-hole round, it can be a five-, six-hour venture, right? Where something like what you're talking about, two, three hours, you can go out and have a good time and, 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 you know, still not have most of your day gone right you can get through and you know you go play golf in the morning on a trip or something and go for lunch maybe you want to go play a night golf thing with the boys or we're gonna have a pretty cool restaurant on site also so we're trying to serve the uh, the people of tempe the city of tempe and that also so it's not exclusively just you know the golf aspect we're trying to make a big entertainment venue we'll have yep. an event lawn too and driving ranges you know people want to bang balls all night so track is a good thing for that and fully lit so yeah, man, a lot of inspiration from kind of a mix of everything that's out there in the world. Yeah, that's right cool. Now. I like I like that. I like what you're doing with that, and it's exciting stuff. Yeah. Thanks. So, well, you guys got anything else? Nah, man. Thanks for bringing us on. We're uh, happy to have you. As this is your first tournament. This is definitely, in my opinion, the best PGA Tour event to work. So that's what I heard. On. That's what I heard. Yeah, what, I have a question. Yeah. What What is the transition like from being a golf course superintendent to going into the teaching side at Warrior Georgetown? A lot of people have asked me that, and um, I'll say this. It, uh, it's like any new thing, and, Scott, you're probably finding this out too. You're working a lot harder because it's new, right? And For sure. you're out of your comfort zone a little bit, and yeah. um, yeah, I've been working harder than ever. Um, takes a lot of time to prepare, Colin. Yeah. You know, I'm um, – probably two years away from really feeling like I'm prepared. You know, I've got one semester under my belt, and mm-hmm. um, 
but uh, it's difficult. But it definitely, for me, it's a little less stressful. Um, you know, I was at a place that presented a lot of challenges. Um, wasn't like a, an old mentor of mine said it wasn't a push-button golf course. It was more like a golf course where there were emergencies a lot. So you never know when you're going to get that call or you're going to have to deal with a crisis or something. I, I, um, I don't miss that part of it. But um, it's been a good transition. I, I'm enjoying it. And uh, the students that are really into this, that really want to be turfgrass managers, are really inspirational to me. And that's all the motivation I need, you know. The ones that are really locked in, I mean, I try to give my all to all the students, but the ones that are really into it are more are more uplifting than the ones that aren't as much don't really bother me, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's sense. the ones that are really, you can tell, that are locked in and want it um, are inspirational, and it's fun. I'm enjoying yeah. it. So it's been a, a good opportunity. No doubt, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and... It is, I know how important it is going forward to keep people coming through this. Absolutely. And we need to keep our farm team going, and we need to keep people coming into this because I do think it's a good industry. I do think it has a lot of benefits, and uh, I'm happy to, honored to be one of the people that can have that influence on the next generation. So it's a tremendous honor. So good question. Thank you. I like that. I like your style. You never hurts to turn it back on the host a little bit. <laughs> well go. done. Well done. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully we have a good week the rest of the week. I think we will. And I uh, appreciate you guys coming on and um, keep up the good work. Yeah, man. All Thank right, you, guys. Man. I'm now joined by Alex McCreary, who is uh, the man that gets me from point A to point B around here, shuttle driving. How'd you get? Uh, how'd you get that gig? Uh, well, I did it for the President's Cup last year because um, I need a hotel room, and we were doing it where if you got the hotel, you were just gonna have to help shuttle drive because we were struggling to get them. And I managed to pull duty again this year. Uh, Miss Lori needed some help, and I figured I'd help her out since it's her last tournament here. So, yeah, so you live far enough away where instead of commuting in every day, you're staying with us volunteers at the hotel and shuttling came as part of that. Yep. I live out in, uh, in Lincolnton, so about 40-something plus miles away. Yeah. So too far to go for, for this week, for sure. Very much too far. Yep. So Alex, um, I've sat shotgun with you in the van a few times, and we've had some conversations already, but you're headed out to the great Midwest. Absolutely. University of uh, Nebraska at Lincoln to further your career. Yes, sir. Talk to us about that a little bit. So I'm going to get a PGA management degree as well as a turfgrass management degree. Um, what I'm hoping to kind of do with it is go into golf operations and kind of sync up both sides of it. They seem to be a little at odds at times. <laughs> Obviously, they're, we're both for the member, but we do it about different ways. So there's a little bit of give and take that could help benefit if somebody had knowledge of both sides i feel absolutely and you know there's a lot of facilities in the midwest that um have people that serve in a dual role like that they'll be the um they'll be on the operations side and on the agronomy side so um there is a um a path where you could utilize both is that kind of what you're thinking or yeah what, what why what's your motivation for for doing this um so I'm really 
honestly speaking, all about efficiency, and I think it's just more efficient if everybody kind of works together instead of trying to do one thing for the members here, one thing for the members here, but you're never on the same page working towards the same goal because you're working towards the same goal but in different ways, and it's not really super beneficial to either side because you're constantly putting either somebody back and somebody forward or you know flip-flopping and in the way of each other and all these other things that if they just met and had conversations and talked and like okay this is why we're doing this this is why we're doing this okay where can we meet in the middle everything would operate a little bit more smoothly the members would ultimately have a bit of a better experience and i think it would make everybody a lot happier and a lot less stressed no doubt about it seems like y'all have good communication channels here at quail hollow club like absolutely yeah you've learned a little bit about that while you've been here most definitely yeah and how long have you been here i've been here two years now okay and your job this week is mowing cleanups, right? Yeah. In the morning, I mow the cleanups, and then I flip into helping the team mowers out get them done. Um, and then in the afternoon, I just do some odds and ends. Yeah, so you, I saw that this morning. After you finish your cleanups on the front, you come back to the shop, you trade out walk mowers, you get a tee mower, and then you help them finish up to help them stay ahead of the golfers. Absolutely. You like mowing tees? I do. I like walk mowing. I think it's fun. And it is. When you put down the nice straight stri- stripes, it's a... Uh, pretty satisfying to look at so what else do you uh do here during uh normal flow not necessarily tournament week so i've done everything from helping cap range bunkers to pulling weeds to spraying greens and approaches i mean i've done just about everything out here pulling weeds great shout out to our podcast yeah. here well done my man <laughs> spent uh spent plenty of plenty of day in bunkers pulling weeds this year yep it's um probably the most uh foolproof method of getting rid of weeds isn't it yeah you pull them and they're gone they are gone very good so, um, tell us a little bit about where you got your start in the business. So, I actually started during COVID. I was working at a restaurant and was having a lot of hours and just wanted something else to do to kind of relax. So, I worked at a local country club out by where I live called Lincoln Country Club. I worked there for six months under a man and he really taught me a lot because there was like four of us. So, he taught me a lot about, you know, the industry and equipment and grasses and stuff like that and I really started to enjoy it and got into it and um, I saw the job opening at Quill Hollow in December and applied and Parker called me and I started in that January and never looked back. So you've seen both sides of, of, of our industry I would say. So it, it your first job I mean there was only four of you on staff so that's yeah. that's a lot different than here isn't it? Oh absolutely. What, um, what are the positives of, of being on a small team like that? So when you're on a small team, you learn a lot more because, I mean, I was two months in. I was learning irrigation. I was learning fairway units. You know, I was talking to my boss about the spraying and stuff. I've learned mechanical sides of it. I've learned just about everything. Now, I'm not an expert in any of those, but I've learned bits and pieces of everything where I can kind of come in and help if need be. Whereas at an operation like this, the quality is higher, but you might become specialized in one or two small aspects Like um, one of our AITs, Carson Shaw, does 95% of all of our irrigation work. So he is super specialized in that, and he's phenomenal at it. But not many other people can compete with his level of knowledge on the irrigation system here. And that can get complicated. Yeah. Definitely. I'd like to, hopefully we can get him on. I'd like to ask him a few questions about that. Do y'all have many irrigation crises out here, or does it run pretty smoothly? It's, It's pretty smooth. It's pretty much just, you know... You have a leaky head here because you got a little bit of debris in the foot valve or, you know, leveling heads and just the basic maintenance stuff. Right. Not any catastrophic blowouts or anything like that. 
knock on wood, no. Yeah, there is. We need some wood around here, don't yeah. we? Now that I'm a retired superintendent, I don't stress out about that quite as much, Alex. <laughs> Used to give me nightmares, though. Oh yeah. Um, wake up one morning, your course is underwater. Yeah, I've been there many a times. But uh, so you're leaving here when to go out to Lincoln? I'm leaving May 31st. I'll be out there in June. June 1st is my first official day in Lincoln, Nebraska. Do you have a job out there? I'm in the works of getting one. I've talked to a couple golf courses about getting a job, and they have offered but haven't sent me any of the paperwork for it. It's kind of it's like a weird situation. They've said that they want to hire me but have not sent me any of the paperwork. So I'm in kind of that weird limbo state where I'm still looking, but I feel awkward accepting other job offers because i feel like they have priority yep so i'm in just a weird limbo state right now i gotta think that once you get out there and get settled in you'll solidify it that's what i think so your your fiance is from the midwest yeah she's born in minnesota and currently lives in uh, polk city iowa is she looking forward to getting back yeah she's gonna be like an hour and a half from her eldest sister and like three hours from her parents that'll be good yeah now where, where did you two meet so we met through a mutual friend of ours. She was in college, and I was just down here working. And he was just, you know, talking about some girl that he had met in a place in Roanoke, Virginia. And said, oh, yeah, you might like her. So we just started talking to her, and now we're engaged and have two cats. <laughs> Very good. It's amazing how things happen like that, yeah. isn't it? That's cool. So was, um, was that part of the reason why you chose... Um, University of Nebraska at Lincoln or other than I know you said about the dual major but that has to be a benefit as well oh absolutely I mean it's it's really important for her to have to be close to family and have that support system so I mean anywhere any way that I can help make that easier for her I'm gonna try to do I mean and it's a great program for it so it's not like I really sacrificed much well you're making a great move marrying an Iowa girl I've been married to one for 22 years so coming from me i think it's a good choice very good yeah i've seen a lot of long iowa marriages yeah there you go good good folk out there absolutely so after you get um you're going this is going to be a four-year degree that you're going to get yeah it's a four and a half year program going in with like a half year's worth credits do you have to do internships yeah i have to do 16 months worth of internships on both sides, on operation side and on agronomy? So that I have not gotten to yet. I'm not quite sure. I think it might be both, but I'm sure I could work out a deal with whatever golf course I do that. You know, if it's a year-long internship, I can do six months in the pro shop and with the hospitality side of it and then six months with their turf team. Yep. What um, is Firethorn one of the golf courses that you applied to? It is. I've, yeah. I've talked to their, uh, I talked to their head pro, and he told me when I get out there to give him a call back and we can – work out a deal and stuff like that yeah that's a cool place and quarry oaks is another one that's an ashland it's not necessarily in, in lincoln it's between yeah. omaha and lincoln i know they're getting ready to do a renovation out there did you apply there too or is that too I far away i know about that yeah they're getting ready to do a big renovation out there okay um john lafoy is the architect of that course he's a local carolinas guy in greenville but uh let, all right let's let's switch back to uh shuttle driving tell me the difference between the crowd in the morning and the evening it's much quieter in the uh, in the morning. It Not, is. Nobody seems as excited to get on the bus as uh, in the afternoon. They're jumping for joy to get on that bus when they see it pulling down the driveway in the afternoons. They are. A lot more cutting up in the afternoon, yeah, huh? absolutely. A lot of laughs on that thing. Work's done. Get ready to go out, drink some beer. They're having a great time. Man, 
Only thing I'm thinking about is bed when I get off of that shuttle in the afternoon. You're telling or me. Or the evening. <laughs> Are you pretty good with um, managing on less sleep than normal? Yeah, I worked, you know, jobs where I've had four, five, six hours of sleep and had to do that for, you know, month, two months on end. And it's not very fun, but I can, I, and I manage it. And, you know, I'll take time off after the tournament to recoup and regain the sleep that I've lost. But it'll all be, it's all worth it when you see it on TV and it looks as good as it does. Yeah, it looks great out there. And uh, it's playing tough, too. I think we're maybe halfway through the first round now, and the lead's at three under. I don't know if that's changed. Yeah, Have you been watching it? There. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. I just came in. I was watching a little golf out there, and it's not easy. No, it is not. Whew. This is a great spectator course. Yeah. That's one thing I've noticed um, today and before is there's a lot of hubs of, of activity, and I can see why – not only is it a great golf course for the players, but for the spectators, too. Do you think so? Yeah, there's a lot of spots where you can stay where you can see multiple holes, too. Like, there's a, a grandstand on number 11. It's adjacent to number 11's Pro T. But you can see number 11. You can see number 12. You can see number 13. You can see number 10. I mean, you can see them all from just sitting in your one spot. I spent about three hours over there on Tuesday, and you're right. That is an awesome spot. You can watch people hit into 10 tee off on 11 hit into 12 and tee off on 13 that's really a good spot right there oh yeah and then you have the little fan area up on the green mile that you know has kids activities and everything like that and food all over the place and it's just a great little spot the range has all that spectator stuff the seating for watching the range hit off and yeah a bunch of cool food vendors in there too i noticed yeah that little i think it's local Local merchant shops or something? Yeah, there's several. There's like three, four, five, six different little food merchants in there, and I was checking that out the other day as well. And yeah, good setup. So, yeah. well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you getting us from point A to point B safely. <laughs> of course, it's not easy, and uh, you know it's been a great week. And thanks for all you do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good luck out there in Lincoln, and uh, it's going to be a little colder in the winter, so get ready for that. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy a lot of winter gear. You are. You're going to harden off, though, just like turf. You'll harden off eventually. It'll take a little bit. It will. All right, Alex, thank you. Thank you. We're now joined with another repeat guest of Pullman Weeds Podcast, Aaron Hartzell. Thanks for having me, man. It's been, a, it's been, been a year. Yes. Not quite a year. Almost, though. It's been a while. I was just at the start of my internship experience at Quail Hollow, and now I'm a year and a half into it, and it's a, a lot of things have changed. So Yeah, and you were one of our, our guests on the Women in Turf. Yes, the U.S. Series. Women's Open. U.S. Women's needles. Open, correct. Which, you know, Aaron, that's kind of what I've been trying to do here with this mm -hmm. series. So you were there for the, for, you know, it's kind of inspired by that because mm -hmm. that was you know, very successful for us um, when we put that out. The numbers were really good. We felt like we got a lot of good content, and um, I think we're pretty much uh, doing the same thing here. So glad to have you back because you were rushed, as I remember. I, yes. So I, I think I, it was kind of like yesterday for me. It was my big crash day. I just I wasn't making it. I was so exhausted. I took an entire nap, one of those big, long ones, and I woke up. I came downstairs and, like, go on the – Pulling Weeds podcast. I was like, okay, so went on there, and we got a couple questions in, and then they're shuttling, putting the shuttles in for uh, going to dinner and the evening shift that day. So we got cut a little bit short, but I was like, I know I'll talk to these guys again at some point. 
Yeah, well, those guys uh, aren't here. No. Um, I was there in spirit. I was, I was, not in spirit. I was there in the flesh. just wasn't on the mic for yes. yours. Um, well, I think I might have filled in for the guys on one or two of those. Mm-hmm. But uh, glad to have you back. I'm glad to be here. It's not the same. It's definitely different. I was joking with them. There won't be an entire beer can period, uh, pyramid behind me this time. Uh, I don't that know was uh, that, that was quite the housing setup, wasn't it? It was. It was nice. They they definitely took care of us. Uh, they had the means to do it with all the villas there, so they set us up in those villas. And Pine Needles took great care of us. And um, yeah, that was a great experience. Just being able to meet all the women, especially early on in my career. A lot yeah. of them talked about having to wait so long. Uh, and be a part of the industry for so many years and not have that. And so it's nice to see that changing. And I've met a couple that will be going to the U.S. Women's Open this year. Uh, Jocelyn, my walk mowing partner, was uh, we had somebody pull out, so she became my walk mowing partner for this tournament. She will be going to Pebble Beach to do the U.S. Women's Open for the first time. So now she gets to do that. You know we'd all come back to do it if we could, but we are starting to rack up women. And I told them earlier, that's good. It is. Well, I don't think we're going to get Jocelyn on this session, but she's. I would love to get her on in the she's future. A, you should. And she's a. She said she wanted to, but she's like, I'm dying. I'm like, we're backtracking greens morning and night, and yeah, she's killing it. She is, and she'd never walk mode before, right? No. Did you train her? Her boss actually, she did for a week. Her her boss at Duke decided, I'm going to have yeah. you walk mode some greens. So the week leading up to this. Okay, so she had a week experience. I was told that she just got thrown out there and never had done it before. She'd done it a lot for, uh, she learned about a week before she came here, and then they did kind of throw her into the deep end, but she uh, you know, she didn't blink. She's swimming, so yeah, good for her. Y'all are killing it out there. It is exhausting, though. It's it is. exhausting. Have you, tra- I mean, do you, have you tracked how many miles you've walked? I don't. Everybody's really big, like, on the steps and stuff, and I probably should be better about it, but... Um, I almost don't want to know. Yeah. I can feel my rotator cuff going in my one arm for fighting seams on our little Wells Fargo green every morning. <laughs> I can feel my hip going. Uh, I'm falling apart at 28. It's a fall from grace from here. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> we'll survive, though. Uh, but it has, it's more, you know, it's just more walk bowing and, and maintenance than you're usually used yeah, to. Yeah, it's same for most of us here. Yeah, if, if Keith ever said, hey, let's go double cut the greens this morning backtracking, and then we'll, if he pulled us out in the, and said, let's do it in the evening too, we'd all probably think it was crazy. Right. Like, who needs the greens to be that much faster, you know? It, but this is a tournament, and that's the reality of the situation. How is it going to be consistent? How are we going to try to speed them up and, mm-hmm. and keep them there? And not a lot of water gets to go down. That's the thing that you get to have when you're walk mowing is you can always call them and say, hey, I can't see my lines. Can you right. put on a little sprinkler? A little just syringe. Just a little, just a little mist for me, but you don't have that here, and, and it's all just about putting on the best products, so cutting all the grass, making sure you don't have any skips, and it's been tough, so good for her. Just, I mean, it's been, this is kind of the toughest thing to spend your first true week of walk mowing doing. Yeah. No lines. Dry, yeah. dry, backtracking. Dry. Oh yeah, um, backtracking. Morning and night. Yeah. So yeah, it's, y- y'all have been out great. on seventeen, which has that rock <laughs> wall, right? I mean, we had a late. Uh, we were the last people in one night because they had done something with the members, doing a closest to the pin on seventeen, and yeah. so we had to go back and mow that last. And we came back in super late, and that was sketchy. Yeah, it's always sketchy when you don't normally mow it when it's dark right when we mow here usually that's going to be something we mow towards the end the sun's up at that point 
So uh, I was like, one of us, could be me, might be me, it might be finally time I go into the lake on accident. Just hopefully not the mower, just hopefully leave that on the, yeah. the edge right there, and they'll know, okay, she, we lost her. Well, but I think the, everybody here would rather have the mower go in than you. Oh, it's just a lake. It's not, it might smell weird. I don't know if I, <laughs> I, I want to go in the water, but it wouldn't be a big deal. Did you, um, did you walk mow at Pine Needles? Yes. I I've, thought so. It's been, I've been spoiled. I have walked mode at every tournament that I've, I've done. So I went to the U.S. Women's Open. I walk mode there at Brandy Merrick as my walk mode partner. She is the best. You know, she's, she is. She's hysterical. I Another love veteran of Pulling Weeds podcast. Absolutely. And then um, I had the President's Cup. I had Tom Appleton, good man. He was a good Aussie. He was walk mowing with me. I've never had a wa- bad walk mowing partner. Yeah. Went and uh, had Morgan Taylor down at uh, the ANWA, Augusta National Women's Amateur. Oh, you made I, it down to that? I just did that one, and it was a lot of fun. Some of their guys are up here, and it was a lot of fun going down there. We got six inches of rain right beforehand, and that was horrific. Yes. And then I found out about the, the Georgia fog. Yeah. Because I thought there was just a morning we could finally see our lines, but you couldn't see a foot ahead of you. Yeah. And so we're like, well... I don't know where the fairway is at to know which way 12 to 6 is, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> and she was a lot of fun, too. And then I got to come here and do uh, – they asked me, they're like, what do you want to do? I, was like, I feel like it's, it's just a thing at this point. I'll walk mow. Yeah. Let me walk mow the Wells Fargo. I'm a walk mower now. So, But take a lot of pride in it, and I enjoy it. So yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's a fun part of what we do in green keeping, walk mowing. It's an art. and Maybe you know. not the backtracking aspect of no, it. No, that, that – that, that. Makes it a little more tedious, doesn't it? In some ways, but in other ways, you don't worry about your lines so much. Right, because you've know, you got a second chance at it, don't you? Yeah, you can overlap back onto it and eat away at it and just make sure everything's yep. in double cover. It's not as big a deal as saying, okay, I'm going to have to stripe this thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I saw you out there mowing rough, too. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> that God. was interesting with, uh, in the middle of the practice rounds. It's funny because mowing rough is my favorite thing in the entire world. The guys sometimes hate it. I don't care if there's stuff flying everywhere. I put the goggles on. I love mowing rough, but not like this. Right. This was miserable. It's just there's golf going on. People are, like you said, doing the practice rounds. We're mowing only inside the ropes. There's all this stuff everywhere. There's the expensive wires you can't cut. You're only going one direction, so then you have to pick up and run down the back of the, back to the front of the hole and start all over. I mean, it's just, oh, God. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> not routine by any means. No, it's far more tedious than my normal relax, put your headphones on, listen to the music, and mow rough all day that's my favorite thing to do though but that is not my favorite rough mowing what do you like to listen to when you're out there sometimes it's classical music a lot of tchaikovsky really yes i like music without words okay i don't know what it is sometimes i listen to music and i think it's people telling me their problems depends like love songs can't do them so i've got a maybe old 90s music i shouldn't say old there's a lot of offended people that will listen to this but (laughs) Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, early. 90s is not exactly what I'd call new music, so it's it, that's new, fair. It's not, it's not too old, though. Uh, yeah. Early 2000s is probably not the best music, but um, yeah, a lot of classical music. I've always just yeah, that, liked... That decade does get a bad rap in popular music, doesn't it? 2000 it, to 2009 yes. or 10, yeah. And then um, I feel like we were joking the other day. I was, I'm from that generation, the 2010s. We just had the worst fashion choices 
questionable music choices. I was like, we're that one generation that won't make that comeback. You see the styles from the 60s, the 70s, even the 50s and earlier coming back, but probably not our shutter shades from the 2010s. We, we had fun, but we did not look fashionable. Only time will tell. Yeah, we'll see. So uh, what, what other classical composers do you like to listen to? Shikosmi is my favorite because I, I don't like a lot of, like it's got to build. It's yeah. got to start off, but can't be too, just can't be too boring. I don't do a lot of Beethoven or anything like that. It's it's mostly Tchaikovsky. He is my absolute hands-down favorite. Or the piano guys. Big shout-out to them. They do a lot of covers yeah. of pop songs, and they'll make it yep. a, a cello piano you know, cover of that, and I like that as yeah. well. I like those the, the two cellos, too. Yes, they, two cellos is awesome. Uh, Bach is back is a good one. Yeah, I was going to mention Bach earlier. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. I like Bach, but yeah, like Moonlight Sonata. I always had my friends trying to put it on. I'm like, I can't do it. I yeah. can't do it. There's just certain, maybe it's the how popular it is, how well-known it is, um, but I can't. It's I like Tchaikovsky, especially the final song from The Nutcracker, and then there's uh, 1812 Overture with the cannons in the, the very end. Sometimes it'll be uh, even underscores from movies. Yeah. I like like the Jurassic Park underscore or like the battle scene underscores. I, I just love not having the words, and I think it's almost just like ba- even better background music at that point for me to think about stuff and think about what I'm doing. I don't get too distracted with it, but it's, yeah. it's nice to know with. I agree. I'm I'm a big fan of instrumental music yeah. too. Yeah, it's it has it's for some of the same reasons that you mentioned. Um, there's a lot of good modern um, mm-hmm. instrumental stuff, both in a lot of genres. And a lot of jam bands. I try getting into some of the jam bands like Fish and some of that, but I, I really like classical, so I like the full orchestra. I think it's special. I think it's yeah. interesting. Um, Certainly um, been around a while. Yes, absolutely. And I think its longevity is kind of impressive in itself. It's it's kind of like, are they going to be listening to NSYNC in 100 years, <laughs> 200 years? I don't know. That's a great question to, to ponder. But it is. I, I think <laughs> it sometimes comes down to our current obsession with the past and, and yep. what we've done and what we've accomplished. And there's nothing wrong with that. I guess obsession's a little bit of a harsh word. But, uh, no, it's yeah. fine. I've, it's, you know, ad- adjectives are subjective, exactly, right? Exactly, so. yeah. Um, I got accused of being dramatic on here earlier, and it, uh, it, was, pro- it was probably right. <laughs> maybe, yeah. But I think, uh, yeah, I think sometimes we, we, we've carried some old values very far, but we also carry some great stuff with it, and I think we've carried music, and that's, a, that's one thing that I'm grateful for. So, Yeah. I am too. How's the week been for you? I mean, you've been hanging in here with us. You've been around the guys. What do you think? How is it? How's it panning out? I've really enjoyed my time. You know, it's mm-hmm. the first time I've done this. Yeah. You know, I was there at Pine Needles, but I wasn't part of the team, yeah. right? More just observing, and mm-hmm. um, but uh, I've liked it, and um, I've enjoyed getting to know people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're the 19th person I've had on here, so yeah. this really helps getting to know people better. And I've had a lot of other good conversations. A lot of old friends here, too. Yeah, a lot of the guys, I mean, especially in the Carolinas, it's such an intensive golf area. It the is. transition zone, I mean, it'll eat you alive if you don't know what you're doing. So everybody has those great uh, 
professional connections that turn into personal connections and you just start to know each other. And when I went to the NY, I actually joked somebody was like, oh, the Carolinas crew is here. And I saw uh, Kobe Engel and I was like, oh, they made it. Because you see those guys everywhere and it, it's always... Uh, you know, some of the most loved human beings in the industry, probably. I love the guy. Absolutely. Nothing nothing makes you happier than saying, okay, so people like that are here, and you get to see them all the time. And you're starting to have that. I, I felt that way with, um, there's a couple, uh, Kayla Kipp from the Women in Turf, too. I mm-hmm. saw her at the Carolinas conference. I did, too. And I was just elated. What a, what a cool human being. Yes. Uh, not a lot of equipment managers that are um, women. So it's... Uh, We've got one here, too, not at Quail, but uh, TPC Piper Glenn's got Erin Miller. Mm-hmm. She was at the U.S. Women's Open as well, but Kayla Kipp is somebody that I always see her and uh, some of the other Carolinas crew. Ashley Kendall will be down there, and it seems like your regions tend to know each other the best because you face the same problems, and it creates that solidarity when you try to start trying to reach out and help each other out, so it's nice to see... I don't know, coming from a landscape design background, I mean, I got my degree in horticulture. It was landscape management, pest management, entomology. Yep. Then I got, kind of got sucked into the research and did genetics, and I was like, no, 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 I don't like this. <laughs> I'm a pipetting robot, i got to get back outside, and that's how I got back into to turf, but I've been through a couple of different aspects of the same industry. If you look at horticulture, agronomy sure. is a large thing. Yeah, the green industry. Turf itself is still kind of unique to me. I think that sometimes people, I hope they realize that it is a very special interaction that happens between the people here. It it is a, because you do have to, I mean, we're crazy. I think we're all crazy to love grass this much, but darn it, we do. I mean, it takes a little bit of craziness and a little bit of, a lot of passion to do it. You have to love doing it. We're waking up at 3 a.m. to get here, you know? And um, but the camaraderie between the people, the, the relationships, the way that the industry and the turf industry actually functions itself, I think it's very unique. And maybe it's just because I haven't experienced other people's industries. I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but it's a very special place to be. It's a very special industry to get to be a part of. And um, it's very special to get to be with the women in turf because that in itself is kind of like the even more special and special to yeah. me because... They say one to two percent, but you have to remember that includes if we're talking about how many women are out on the course, um, you know, superintendents, assistants, actually like maintaining their own property or their own, you know, sod managers and stuff like that. It's probably less because we have to consider the vendors, administrative assistants, any other role, uh, you know, sales reps and things like that. Those are also part of our industry. That's incredibly important parts of our industry, but. The amount of women on the golf course that wake up and go to their own golf course and and maintain that course it's just there's not a lot of us so it's somebody said for like every thousand green keepers you meet you might meet technically statistically speaking one or two women and that is kind of an insane thing to really grasp it is so uh having them all in one place was chaotic yeah but just it, but creating but, awareness about it the too. Best chaotic. It was the best friends. I mean, we you just get there and you're just so excited. You're just you've never really had that, and a lot of them haven't had that for a long time. And now, it, you're just becoming more aware of each other. And I think the people are starting to become more aware of us, and it gives us a platform to to actually have a conversation on a bigger level, not just at our own club or course level, about what we're okay with and and what we need from the guys and what they probably need from us. It's 
it's giving us that platform for an industry level. And I think that that's going to be one of the most important things for us is to be able to, to reach guys like that on the course and say, hey, we're here, don't panic. Don't panic, it's going to be okay. It's, it's not, you don't have to change your ways. We we have nothing against guys. Our boys will be boys stuff that's right. perfectly endearing to us at most of the time. Uh, but it's just frank conversations about what it is that actually makes it sometimes difficult to be a woman in an all-male, almost all-male industry. And there's not a lot. There really isn't a lot. I think the guys are actually more scared than they should be. And uh, But that takes communication, saying, hey, it's okay. It's, I, can be one, I can be one of you guys. It's all right. <laughs> and uh, I finally settled in here. I was talking with a co-worker. He's like, I, fi- I think you finally figured out how to settle in and figured the guys out and you know how to work this place and I was like yeah and it wasn't that hard it's perfectly enjoyable and you start to love your your guys the same way you love any other co-worker so uh being a woman in the turf industry it's we're not suffering we promise we're not suffering but uh but it doesn't mean it's not nice to actually come together and have our own thing yeah and have that organization starting and it is pretty new it's been this is its third year that they'll be doing it and third year with the USGA at the US Women's Open yep I'm excited to see what happens 10 years from now me yeah. too I'm just, they're like it's going to go to an application we're having too much fun with it we're, we have to go to an application and they are a fun group of women now well so. if, if they saw that housing situation um, <laughs> over there at Pine Needles <laughs> oh, that everybody would want to sign up everyone we'd have all the guys <laughs> we, we had a, we had finally we finally got the guys from Pine Needles they were up the fairway in a different villa, we finally got some of them to come down one night, and it was it was karaoke. It was a lot of drinking. It was a lot of having a good time, and it yeah. was just a lot of good old fun. I so. know Alan and Chuck and myself, and we really enjoyed our time with y'all, yep. and everybody was very hospitable, and yep. um, you know it was just a great vibe, and we got great stuff. And mm-hmm. um, hats off to you and everybody else that was there coming on, and because like I said, it did really well numbers wise and yeah. i think it was i'm glad it worked out for you guys yeah but it was about y'all and there was a moment where i thought i hope they they want to listen to to us i hope people are like oh i want to i want to hear they what did they i'm to telling say. you so they did so that's awesome yeah so well what are you going to do after this aaron that's a great question i i was joking with keith i was like it's not that i i'm clueless i don't know where i want to go i'd like to go back up north Okay. And I miss my snowboarding. I miss my winter seasons. I miss Where are you my, from? I'm from like the tri-state region, so Ohio, West Virginia, yeah. okay. Pennsylvania. Um, I'd been at West Virginia University for years and years, do, finishing my undergrad, starting a master's, and doing the genetics thing. And But I'm from that area to begin with, eastern Ohio, about an hour west of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I'd like to be a little bit more north than that, maybe go New York, somewhere up there in New England and just have better I miss I just miss my winter sports there is no <laughs> snowboarding and what well, I mean it's far I, I think we can go up north but it's still a couple hours to drive it yeah it'd be nice to have those things back but it's quail hollow so how can you when Keith Wood said he'd take me and I knew I was kind of getting into something I'd never really done before and he knew that and I knew that and you can have as much textbook knowledge in the world as you want but you do need skills and, yes. and that's learning especially operating equipment things like that um <clears throat> and so i was like if he's gonna take me okay it's quail hall i didn't expect it i was it was kind of like yeah they've got it out there and i'll try but 
get you start learning more about the labor shortage and how are we trying to work with that labor shortage. And so I was like, okay, they need people, and he was willing to take a chance on me. And so Keith Wood had me down here, and it's been enough. Obviously, as a great, it's a great course. Yeah, I don't Harris think it's a great course. They're all a great course. Keith is awesome as a superintendent, so it's supposed to be here a year. And then I was like, oh, I'll stay for the wells, and I was like, oh, I'll stay for the renovation, and then I'll be done in after September and I'll probably go back up north at least my brother's in Virginia Beach area yeah working with the military and so I'll probably go at least around well, there. I'm confident wherever you go you'll you'd be a great asset to anybody I and I don't think it. it was that big a chance that Keith took with you I think he probably saw something in you right away I think he, he came from a very similar he came from that hard science background yeah probably he'd want to be a biologist or Probably, I think he said even a marine biologist or something mm-hmm. crazy, and then it's like, okay, never mind. It's everyone's going to have that thing where you get into college, and sometimes you realize the thing you wanted to do for your entire life is not what you thought yeah. it was, and that's okay. It's sometimes feels like this weird betrayal, but as interesting as genetics was, and I did love plant genetics, it was very, very interesting doing the science, but the actual work that you're going to be doing, you're work day looks like is just very yeah. different from from this it is and uh i've certainly this is nothing against the the hard science industry actually all my, my love and respect because it's a tough one sometimes I'm definitely happier being outside no matter it doesn't matter it's earlier it doesn't matter that it's harder work it doesn't matter that it's you know it's different in that way it's just yeah it's more enjoyable so keith kind of probably knew okay yeah. it's gonna be okay but train her up and we'll figure out and you know help her realize she can she can fit in here and everybody says once you leave quail colby says it's a place that never sleeps i'm starting to realize when i talk to other people because i haven't worked another golf course this is my standard and people coming in for the president's cup one of their former interns was like it's your first golf course he's like it gets easier i just (laughs) want you to know it's going to be okay and it gets easier because for a first golf course this is a high maintenance it is it's yes place that never sleeps like colby said kind of place and it's it's exhausting for some people but i i like i like the high energy environment i like that that perfection perfectionism so I'll, i'll probably try to find a course that Maybe doesn't have people tearing up the, <laughs> the course every year. Maybe a non-championship course and then go to do yeah. different events someplace else as like the way we have volunteers. But, um, yeah, I definitely figured out that quail's the way for me. I got to go where I know I'm, I'm going to be able to really take a little bit of an OCD job of the place, a little bit of that extra special care because I enjoy that here. I think the, it's the fine details that make a really stand out and Keith understands that and Keith knows it and he always said um we had something on the board and they erased it because I think it, the boys didn't want us looking at it every day <laughs> but it said something to the effect of you know if you're too big to do the small things you're too small to do the big things yep. and, and that really does envelop what what goes on here because it doesn't matter if it's picking up pine cones yeah or um I think some vendors laughed. We stopped to pick up a single piece of trash, and it's like, well, well that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, and that's common throughout a lot. And I mean, and you do what you can with you ha- with what exactly, you have. And exactly. Everybody's working within their own budget. I know that Mr. Harris and, and the Quail uh, membership. I mean, they're very generous with us. So they are. I didn't. I know Keith's probably grateful for that. Yeah, for what well, they ask from him, but but y- y'all deliver too. Yeah. So. 
there's a mutual understanding they'll give us the money to do it if we give them the effort to do it and get it done yeah. and at the end of the day you get to put on something like the Wells Fargo tournament like the President's Cup and yeah. it's and an honor and that's when great things happen yes right? so well, thank you for coming back on thank you very much for having me You're, it's always um, a pleasure to see you guys yeah it's going to be exciting and just keep doing your thing Yep, and you guys the same. I, I hope I'll see you again soon. I'm sure I will. Yeah. And I'm sure I'll be talking to the mic one more time in the near future. There you go. But Aaron? if not, I'll be listening. So. All right. Have a good day, okay? Have a good one Thanks too, for coming man. on. Thank Bye. you. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Stay tuned as we will have another episode out soon. For further information on the Carolinas GCSA, please visit our website at carolinasgcsa.org or call our office at 864-843-1150.